Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. I have Brad Bell with me from the Confirmed Epic Podcast, and this is going to be a Spider-Man Far From Home review. There's going to be spoilers and things of such, so I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. A great episode today. Today I have Brad from the Confirmed Epic Podcast. What's up, Brad? What's up, Amos? How's it going? I'm excited to be back on the Just Being Amos Podcast, talking about one of my favorite characters and your favorite character, Spider-Man with Far From Home. Yes, and so this episode is about um, Spider-Man Far From Home. It's a sequel to Homecoming, you know, and... um. It's going to be spoilers, and let everybody know before you start listening to this podcast, it's going to be spoilers. So, spoilers alert. Okay? So, Brad. good, because there's a big twist in the middle, and I don't want to ruin that for anybody if they haven't seen it. So, <laughs> if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, you know, pause it, come back to it after you've downloaded it, and then play it after you've seen the movie. Right, Amos? Yeah, that's right, Brad. You know, you already said it in a nutshell, man. If you don't, If you don't want to listen to it, go see the movie first, and then come back. And listen to the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Listen to this episode, because we might say things that you might disagree with or agree with, but at the end of the day, this is a podcast, and we're going to be spoiling. It's a spoiler, so, okay? So, Brad, what's up, man? How you been? I've been doing all right, man. You know, 4th of July was kind of a – we're recording this on July 5th, and 4th of July was kind of a washout here in Charlotte. What about you over near Atlanta? Oh, man, my 4th is pretty good, man. Um, Yesterday – I went to one of my um, co-workers. They had made a, um, a brewery, man. It's called, yeah. um, what is it, Schoolhouse Brewery. And uh, it was my first time going there. And uh, I really enjoyed it, man. I had like a Mexican lager, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not an yeah, Amber, lager. So, <laughs> we have so many breweries in Charlotte. We used to have just like Noda, Birdsong, and OMB. And now we have like so many and they're expensive and they have heavy beer that'll put the weight on you so with a kid it's hard to get to a brewery these days oh yeah man it was pretty heavy but you know it wasn't too bad man i mean i made it home safely only had like three three glasses that's all three glasses that's, man. that's good because operation firecracker was in full effect with the georgia state troopers <laughs> <laughs> now nah, i mean uh we're going to the beach tomorrow we go to uh Polly's Island in uh, South Carolina. I think it's a little south of like Merle's Inlet every right. year. And I couldn't ever get, afford to go there. My in-laws take us. So Abby's been working her ass off, my wife. And I'm just trying to watch Harper and podcast with Amos because I, I wanted to be on this episode. And I'm trying to pack up and get crap ready for the beach. So I'm busy, but never too busy to make time for Spider-Man or you, Amos. So oh, I'm man. good. I feel very honored, man. Thank you very much. I feel I really do. Anytime, but, anytime I can do it. Now, before we start talking about Spider Man, um, I want to um, touch on something that happened this week, and you probably you probably paid attention to it. Is that The Walking Dead is finally finished? The the book, not the um, TV series, but the book. Yeah, because the TV show will never end. Oh, man, they need to end that TV show, man. Um. <laughs> 
My thing is, 193 was the last issue for The, the Walking Dead. You know, Robert Kirkman announced it this week out of nowhere, you know. And it's it's caused a lot of um, things going on with the comic book stores, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's kinda, <laughs> it kind of screwed them. So I don't pull single issues anymore. But you know I'm super excited about this Jonathan Hickman House of X and Powers of X. So I had a local comic book store. Shout out to Doc's Basement here in Belmont, North Carolina pull me the promo poster for uh with the peppy laraz art of oh, right, House of right, X. right and i was gonna put it up in my classroom so i went in there to get the poster and there were a couple people in the store and that phone was ringing off the hook and everybody wanted walking dead 193 and all the stores ordered was what they usually order for themselves and their pull list customers they didn't know it was going to be the last issue yeah so it kind of left them out in the cold and uh, it's going to make this book. I'm, I looked on eBay yesterday. It was going for like 15 bucks, but I'm sure the first prints of this are going to skyrocket. Cause oh, you know it's going to go in the second I, I think it went from 30 to 35 what I've seen. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it probably has. Yeah, man. So I think I got my um, issue somewhere in my so pull you, list. Have you pulled The Walking Dead like from the beginning or from I the used middle? To. Or what? I used to. I used to um, get it from all the way to the 100, and I stopped. Then I picked it up again um, on hardcovers. Then yeah. the hardcovers, I, I try to pick up again on the single issue, and I just stop all together. But, you know. I got those compendiums, man, one through three. So I'm, I'm guessing they'll do a fourth compendium, which should collect the whole run of comics now. Yeah, it should. It should. It, it should do that. You know, it this, look, it this, is, this never happens, though, Amos. It, like, it, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just so shocked because – I, I you got to give credit to Robert Kirkman for ending it like this, not just because he's ending it and giving an end to a story that could go on forever, as you see in the TV show, but comic stores could have hyped this for like a year and made a, they could have had launch parties and made a gazillion dollars off of different variant covers. So I feel bad for the comic book shops, but you got to give Kirkman credit for just being like, this is it. I'm ending it. It's organic. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you can end it. You know, it just put the it put the coming books on the shops in like in in a little bit of turmoil, I guess you could say, <laughs> because it was a lot of debate about it over the week, man. This week, and somebody um they raising the prices of the book and stuff like that. I mean, someone said they were they were like gas um, gouging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay, it is what it is, man. But another thing is that when they announced that CNN, CNN said that Marvel is canceling The Walking Dead. I was like, what? I don't like saying this, but that was fake news. Yeah, man, that was misinformation (laughs) on that one, buddy. Misinformation. (laughs) Like, whoever did that did a piss-poor job of doing their research. You know what I'm saying? So I went on on Twitter, and I said my little replies, man. You know, that's how I felt. Y'all need to get it right. Because you Marvel, went up, you should have went up to CNN. Aren't they headquartered in Atlanta? I think they still are. I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, um, no Marvel Zombies is coming back later this year. I saw that. I never really. I had friends who read the original Marvel Marvel Zombies, but I never really got into it. But people are excited. Yeah, it was, it was Robin Kirkman did the story for Marvel. You know, so I mean. I don't know if he's going to come back to it or not after the, doing, finishing The Walking Dead. That's why he canceled The Walking Dead to come back <laughs> and do Marvel Zombies. <laughs> uh, but 
they're doing it in October, I saw, so that's good. It'd be around Halloween time. It'd probably help the book sell some more. It might. You know, I'm over it, though. I'm not going to pick it up. I got other things on my pull list I'm waiting for. Is Absolute Carnage. Um, yeah, see, you're like me with the X-Men. You're, I, like, you're saying, I, I'm not going to pick that up. I'm not going to pick this up. But I'm going to pick up this Spider-Man title, that Spider-Man title. So if it's Spider-Man related, you get it, don't you? Yes, I do. Spider-Man yeah. related. I'm true to my comic book characters, my favorite. So, I mean, Spider-Man is one of my favorites, so I'm going to get some of his books. But, you know, he gets very expensive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially now that you've got you've got most of the from 200 on, don't you? Oh, yeah, man. You know, I was going to, going through the conventions and stuff, doing some comic book diving, trying to find some um, Amazing Spider-Man, which, by the way, is very hard to do because it's a, much, it's a popular character. You know, it's an iconic character. So you're going to have oh, a hard yeah. time um, trying to find all the earlier issues at a reasonable price. So, I mean, and here's what makes Spider-Man unique, too. The, there have been a bunch of different Spider-Man titles like Spectacular and Ultimate and all that stuff. But for the most part, Amazing Spider-Man has been the main line from the beginning, right? Right, right. Whereas, like, X-Men has jumped back and forth between X-Men, then Uncanny X-Men. You remember that? It just started out as the X-Men. Right. And then it was Uncanny for a long time, and then you had Exiles and Excalibur and X-Factor. You, you get you the name point. It. Yeah, you name it. There's all kinds of X-Books, X you know. But Spider-Man started Amazing Fantasy, then it got its own book, and Amazing. And it never, it's never changed. It's always been Amazing Spider-Man. Like you said, you had other books. But I yeah. think after Amazing Spider-Man, I think the longest Spider-Man run would be Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Spectacular Spider-Man. You know, it could have been done over so many volumes, like Amazing. So, But I think Spectacular is the um, the next Spider-Man book that had the most most. And issues. the only time they ever stopped Amazing was when Slot did Superior. And they counted that in the number and the legacy number, I think, of yeah, amazing. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but well, shout out to Dan, um, Dan Slot, man. He he really did it for Spider Man. I think, I think, I don't know if he's doing anything else with Spider Man. I think he is done. I, I, and he might do something else, but right now, Fantastic Four and Iron Man, which I'm reading Fantastic Four. So, since we're on Spider Man comics, I know we're here to talk about the movie, but. I've read the first three trades of, uh, you know, Nick Spencer and is it Ryan Otley, right? He's doing the art. It's a mix-up. I mean, Ryan Ryan Otley did some. Um, what is it? Ramos. Ramos. Humberto. Yes. Humberto Ramos. Um, did some stuff. But it's between what, those two guys. What do you think about this run so far? It's about twenty some <laughs> issues in. I've read the first three trades. You're the big Spider-Man guy, even more so than me. So, and, like, and, you know, I think you and I talked about this, talked about this a while ago, man. Is that Nick Spencer after doing Secret Empire, man? I was just done. Yeah. I was just done with his writing, right? So when he, they announced him taking over Amazing Spider-Man from um, Slot Run. I said, um, no, nah, I'm not going to not pick it up. But then I said, all right, let's give it a chance. So his writing is not bad, man. I'm kind of glad that he's going back into some of the old characters. He's not making any new characters, stuff like that. But his work is very wordy. That's well, he a has of, a new, doesn't he have that new big villain? Like they just rebuild or they're about to reveal who it was? Um, I haven't got that far yet, man. Don't jump the gun. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm about four I'll, or five issues back in my run. 
Right well, you're now. probably almost where I'm at. Then. Yeah, so I think Craven is the hunted is the latest um story uh, story art right now. Yeah, but um Nick Smith is doing a good job, man. I mean, it's not it's not bad, but he's doing a good job at it. Yeah, like it got better for me. Spencer's run got better as it went on. The first like six issues, the first trades worth was like too damn wordy. It reminded yeah. me a lot of his Secret Empire shit. But as time went on, it got better. I gotta let this dog out. Oh my god, you got the dog in the background, Brad. I got three dogs and a baby. That sounds like a bad sitcom on like ABC Family or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But um, Nick Spencer run for me, man, has been pretty good. It hasn't been that bad at all. Like you said in the beginning, is I think the one through ten maybe was a lot of bubbles and words, man. Yeah, it was like Claremont or something. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people like that. They like that. You know what I'm saying? As long as I know that's what I'm getting, I'm fine with it. It's not the book I want to read right before I go to bed. It's oh, no, no. I want to read like right when I wake up on a Saturday morning. Right, 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 so. right. Right. So that's that's about it for me with Spider Man, Spider Man. You know what I'm saying? So to the main topic of this podcast, like I said before, it's going to be some spoilers. So if you listen to this, I hope you watch the movie before we start talking about spoilers, okay? So, Brad, going into this movie, what was your expectation of this movie at first? Uh, well, I like Spider Man Homecoming. I didn't love Spider Man Homecoming. My. And going into this movie were a little bit muted because I was, on one hand, it was Spider-Man, my second favorite character all time behind Batman. So I'm obviously naturally going to get excited for that. So I was hyped on that end. But the one problem I've had with Spider-Man so far in the MCU is he's felt more like Iron Lad than Spider-Man. Like, he is kind of bogged down. Now, for those who don't know who Iron Lad is, please explain (laughs) that. Well, Iron Lad was a character in the Young Avengers, and wasn't he uh, the future Tony Stark? Was he a future Tony? At one point, wasn't like Franklin Richards Iron Lad or something? I think so. It would have been a future Tony Stark. I think he was King the Conqueror, I think Iron Lad was. I could be wrong. Exactly. And King was. So Franklin Richards, our Franklin Richards' son, in one continuity becomes King the Conqueror. Right. And and in one continuity, he also becomes Iron Lad. Maybe both. I can't remember. It's It's too convoluted. Yeah. Yeah, so some if there's somebody who knows way more about it, like leave it in the comments or you know tweet Amos at just being Amos. But uh, yeah, that's who Iron Lad is. But I'm saying that you know kind of facetiously because the thing I really like about Spider-Man is he is very. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. A scrappy, like he made these suit as a kid he made these web shooters as a kid and in the comics what you always like is he's trying to figure out everyday life and also trying to be spider-man which is in these movies it really is yeah it is but but he does it on his own like i feel like he relies with the exception of the end of homecoming where he has to get back into the old suit and defeat uh michael keaton's vulture i just feel like so much of these movies rely on spider-man within the lens of tony stark's legacy 
and Spider-Man relying on these, like, fancy AI suits. That being said, so here's what I've told myself, Amos. I want to see if you think this is fair. Right, go ahead. Going into these Spider-Man movies, like, leaving Homecoming, going into the ones he was in, Infinity War, Endgame, all that stuff, and coming into this movie, I was like, look, this is a different take on Spider-Man. I just got to accept he's going to have these fancy suits, and for all intents and purposes, Tony Stark is the Uncle Ben of this Spider-Man story. And you know what? I totally agree with you with the Uncle Ben um, thing because never they never mentioned about Uncle Ben, and they hinted at it. You know what I'm saying? In the homecoming, they said something about his uncle, but it was nothing concrete. But it has to. It happened though because it he happened. was Spider-Man before Tony Stark ever showed up in Queens during Civil War. Right, right, right. And uh, like I and I and I, and the thing is that. Going into this movie, man, after seeing him in Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, now in you know, Homecoming, I think they, I like Tom Holland take on this guy because, on the Spider-Man and Peter Parker, because like you said, he's scrappy, but to me, he's like everybody else with problems. He's a problem. He's a teenager, man. You know, he's having problems. He's trying to juggle being a teenager, being Spider-Man, and things like that. And in this movie, it did more of that. You know, and he said he didn't want to do Spider-Man no more because, you know, I want to be with my friends. I want to be on this trip. Leave the suit behind, you know. I want to be Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. But you know how it goes. But I like that because they hinted, someone said they hinted at a story art that in the book he actually quit being Spider-Man. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man number 50. Number 50, right. He um, he quit being Spider-Man. So I get that what you're saying that he he's also relying on Tony Stark's legacy and the the um the technology, I could deal with that, you know, because you got to remember this is the MCU and it started with Iron Man, so you're gonna have some stuff dealing with Iron Man down the line, even in the future probably, you know. But I do think that this is the end of the like. There's a reason this movie was the end of Phase Three and not the beginning of Phase Four. Yeah, I think this is a ironclad seal on the Iron Man story. Yeah, like, I, yes, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Endgame was the end of it for Tony Stark, but he's referenced as much in this movie as he possibly could be without being in the movie. Which I think was pretty great to do that because, like you said, this is the end of Phase Three. And it's actually yeah. actually the end of Tony Stark's um, run, and I, I like when they they had to go back to it. But you know, it affects Peter even more. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, he looked up to Tony Stark, and it's it's more about Peter trying to live in his shoes. But he doesn't he doesn't want that. You know, he want to be Peter Parker. He want to be with his friend Ned, the girl the girl that he loves. He want, I mean, like he want to be with her. But you know, yeah. but um. I think they did a pretty decent job of doing that, you know, because, you know, it, it, I, I think the, the dynamic, the the relationship they had together, it was great. I think it was great for the um, MCU. Because, but, because sorry, but, but you know, cause in the comic book, they really didn't have a relationship. It was more that Pi- Spider-Man looked up to Captain America. It was a reverse, reversal. Yeah. Yeah, because um, he looked up I remember Cap, that. Cap yeah, more than, it, yeah, Captain. Tony was more of like a, a rival to him, except at the beginning of Civil War where they were kind of on the same page, but he ended up turning his back on him. I know you remember that. But yeah, I remember that. My point is, like, there, as a diehard Spider-Man fan, which I am, which you are even more than me, you can choose to be, like, 
pessimistic about this and be like, this isn't my Spider-Man. He relies too much on Iron Man stuff. Why is he constantly having to try to live up to Iron Man? Or, or you can look at it on the other end and be like, look, we've seen the Uncle Ben take a gazillion times in comics and cartoons and all that stuff. And that is like integral to the Spider-Man mythos. But this is a different take, like you said. This is the MCU take. And I think if you accept that and you can come to terms with that as a diehard Spider-Man fan, right, you're going to enjoy this. Now, if you're just an average moviegoer, Marvel to you is these MCU movies. So you have no problem with that, right? No, whatsoever. I approach it from a different perspective being comic book readers first, even though we love these movies. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. I'm, you know what? To be honest with you, man, I really enjoyed all the movies that Marvel put out, and Disney and Marvel put out, man, because, you know, we are avid readers. You know, we are fans of the book more. I mean, before the movies, like you said, the regular audience, they didn't know anything about the, the Iron Spider, all this stuff like that. But, I, I mean, I really, um, I'm really enjoying, enjoying, I enjoyed watching the movie, man, because as a moviegoer, I was fulfilled and satisfied as a fan. I was satisfied also. So I don't, I, I really enjoyed it, man. Now to the spoilers. Okay. Now, um, what did you think? What did you think about the Mysterio twist, man? Man, I loved it. I, we saw it coming from a mile away. I, I did say, a little bit. Yeah. Because now I will say about halfway through this movie, for one split second, I thought, wow, is Marvel going to go here to where they make Mysterio actually a good guy? And I'm like, nah, they're going to they're going to do this twist with it. And I think it was a brilliant twist. That being said, they set this whole thing up that Mysterio was a disgruntled Stark Industries employee. And so that, once again, we go back, back to, to Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would tell somebody that once again, it's Tony Stark legacy. But if you think about Homecoming, the villain in that's also Tony Stark's legacy because Keaton's vulture turns to crime because of damage control set up by Tony Stark to clean up the shit that Keaton had rented all these trucks and all that stuff for, right? Right. So both of Spider-Man's main villains in these MCU movies, Michael Keaton's Vulture, are actually the reason because of Tony Stark. And that's where I start saying like, okay, I can accept that this is a different take, but this is the last time they can go to that well, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's the last time they need to do it. Yeah, yeah, but dude, he makes this movie for me. I think Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio is It was like, awesome. I think it was awesome, man. I really yeah, did. It's top tier. Like They've been killing the villains lately. They had a villain problem early on, but the last few have been great. But, I mean, I, you asked me kind of what were my expectations coming into the movie. One of the main reasons I was so excited because Mysterio is one of my all-time favorite Spider-Man villains, and it's one that it's one of those like first 20 issue Spider-Man villains that they, they haven't done yet. Like him and Chameleon and Craven, or which I know Craven was later on, but out of like the big rogues from early on, those are really the only three they hadn't done on film, right? Mysterio, Craven, Craven. and Chameleon. Right. Right. Uh, so God, it was so cool because they approach it as 
that he is a mix. Now, when we're introduced to him, he's a mix of Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Right, yeah. I thought it was magic. Well, you know what? I, I was happy with the way they did Mysterio because they, they kept to the roots of his, um, I guess, his, not his powers. Well, you can say whatever his powers or his, the way he does things. They stuck to original. But it was updated because of Tony Stark's technology. You know what I'm saying? So, because in the in the books, he's a special effects artist. I mean, a special effects, yeah, artist. And here, like you say, he's a disgruntled employee of Tony Stark. He took his idea and made it something therapeutic. You know, the hologram and stuff like that. And he was From upset Civil War for Civil War. Flashed yeah. back to with and the that was stuff a great, with his parents. And that was a crazy thing. They went once again going back to Tony Stark. You see how everything, <laughs> the continuity. I, I give them credit. The country, they they go they go back to certain plots in movies and come back and bring them in other movies. I like that the way they do that. And um, you had the guy from the first Iron Man; <laughs> he was disgruntled. <laughs> I like. Whoa. By the way, you know who that guy is? Like he played an iconic film character that you probably seen dozens of times, and I had no idea that guy is Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Yo, you, yeah, you're right. The old guy who was the who Obadiah Stane yelled at. Yeah, Tony Stark built this in a cave in the Middle East, and he's like, "I'm not Tony Stark." Right. Yeah. And then he comes back in um, Far From Home. Yeah. That's that's Ralphie. Yeah. That's Ralphie. I didn't know that. Get the, I heard that get the hell out of here. Podcast, <laughs> another podcast, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it is. But those are like we recognize him. I didn't recognize him until they. He went into his like villain monologue. Right. There is kind of one disappointing thing about this though. What's, um, what's that? They kind of made us think that we were going to get into the multiverse stuff that Mysterio is from a different Earth, and yeah. they can still go that route. But as far as what we know now, through twenty three movies, there isn't a multiverse because he's a fake. He's not from yeah, a different from, Earth. No. Which, by the way, I, I like the shot. I like the um the, when they uh, did the Marvel six one six. For those who don't know. Yeah. Marvel six one six is actually the main universe for the um the Marvel characters, right? Then he's from Marvel. Then he said he's from Planet no, Earth eight three 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 eight three three. Yeah, and but the Marvel six one six is the main continuity of all the the books, right? I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. What is eight three three? Is that any like? Is that the ultimate? Um, I think I'm it might be. It see if it is. It might be the ultimate. You know, so. I'm on the Marvel fan database right now. Oh, you multitasking, man? It was destroyed. It was created by Dan Slott and destroyed uh, in Amazing Spider-Man Volume Three. Number, uh, let's see. Oh, they, okay. Uh, Spider-Man UK is from there. That's right, That's from Spider-Verse. He got the guy yeah. destroyed in Spider-Verse. So yeah, it was from like Spider-Verse. So that's pretty cool that they went there. But I like that Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a frog. Now, stay with me. I, I, this is not an original point. I actually heard it from a guy named Jacob Hall on the Slash Film Daily pro- podcast. Uh-huh. He, he theorizes that Mysterio is a Trump al- allegory. He's a fake. He's a fraud who gets tons of people to buy into his bullshit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> and, I mean, if you, you don't have to look at it that way. I mean, I'm a history and politics guy, so I always like to think about stuff that way. But, I mean, that isn't a bad allegory because even going to that first post-credit scene, in the end, Mysterio kind of messes with the news cycle and makes it to where he seems like the hero and Spider-Man seems like the villain, even though 
we as the audience know that's not the truth. Right? Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I see, but, I see your point on that. You know, he did some fake news on Spider-Man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and you know people people are going to uh, gonna buy into that. But to me, Hall made this movie, man. He's a, he's a fantastic actor. And did you know that they wanted him to replace Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? I read about that somewhere. I, yeah, I can so, see him playing it. I mean, if he got the role. Yeah, Tobey Maguire got hurt on Spider-Man 2. Right. And they didn't know if he was going to be able to keep doing it, so they thought about bringing Jill and Holly in, who was dating Kirsten Dunst at the time. Oh, okay. So that would have been, I, especially like 10 years ago, I could definitely see him playing like an older Peter Parker. Right. Um, you know what? Speaking of the Spider-Man, um, even the suits, man, um, that he did was pretty awesome. And so funny is that on the Spider-Man video game, they announced the suits from the movie. <laughs> easy down, It was downloadable. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, today I actually went on my uh, PS4 and I looked at it. And said, oh, there you go. More suits, to, more suits to play with on the video game. Can I ask you something about Mysterio? Go ahead. Uh, what do you think about his illusions, specifically the one before Spider-Man gets hit by the train? Oh, oh man, I thought that was great. I thought that was great, man, because, I mean, I don't know, because in the book, in the comic books, man, they did that, because not seeing it on live, on the screen, it, it looks great, man. It makes better sense, I guess you could say that. They killed that, man. Like, I've always wanted to see Mysterio, even when uh, uh, Campbell, Bruce Campbell was rumored to be Mysterio in Raimi's movies. But you know what, though, man? It was like a nightmare, the way they did it, man, what it's supposed to be. I like Scarecrow. Yeah, like Scarecrow. It's supposed to be a nightmare, you know, have doubts and stuff like that, you know. You're the reason Tony Stark died and this and that and all that. And um, I thought that was pretty awesome. What's that? When he thought he was back in reality, he wasn't. He trapped oh, yeah. him within a like illusion within yeah. an illusion, and it kind of kept the audience like on its toes because you're like, okay, is this real or is it not? Which is what Spider Man was feeling. Right. And ever since I've envisioned Mysterio being on the screen, I've wanted that man. I've wanted those like illusion sequences to be that good, and it really lived up to the freaking hype. Yeah, it did. Had. It did. It really did, man. I, I think it really did. And, I, I mean, even bringing Nick Fury in, which, by the way, was pretty decent. Because, you know what, Samuel Jackson character, Nick Fury, you know, he comes and goes. But I think he had a lot more um, screen time in this one than that in, like he had in uh, Winter Soldier. Well, it wasn't really <laughs> Nick Fury. No, it wasn't really Nick Fury. For those who don't know, it was an actual scroll, which, by the way, was part of the end credit. Yeah, Talos, the, the main one that uh, Ben Mendelsohn played from Captain Marvel. Now, I'm going to ask a question for about that, about the end credits. Um, now, the first one dealt with the um, returning actor playing a key role that was in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. It was J.K. Simmons playing as um, J.J. Uh, J. Jameson, man. J. John Jameson, yeah. yeah. It, it was like an alternate take where he's running the dailybugle.net. And, of course, he's bald now, so there's that. Oh, but, yes. Uh, <laughs> Man, I about come unglued out of my seat when I saw this. Because to me, J.K. Simmons playing J. Jonah Jameson, he's as good as like Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark. Like he becomes that character. You know what I really want? I want him to be like a 
not um a, a recurring presence in the MCU because you know he doesn't like the heroes at all, Spider Man included. But he always has doubts about um the heroes what the um intentions are and everything like that. You know, I, I think he they should have him appear every so often in the um the movies. Yeah, I I geeked out over that man and that's what you think he's gonna just appear every so often or do you think he will be in every spider-man movie moving forward from this point i think he's going to be in spider-man movies and i think he's also going to he's also going to be um appearing every so often in certain movies i believe because i think yeah, that'd pretty, be, i think that was so pretty you awesome think they were actually sitting because i had this debate with one of my friends uh he kind of thinks maybe this was fan service whereas i saw it as they're setting him up as this universe's j jonah jameson yo if it's fan service they 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 gonna miss something because they need to keep him around man because as i think he i think that character need to be around you know yeah it really does and now what now i'm 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 with one spoiler with the end credit that was the post what was the post credit now that was the that was the mid credit mid credit i'm sorry mid credit now the end credit which, by the way, we said the, the scrolls was involved with that. It was funny that they used them. It was interesting that they used them at the end. But I was thinking, I said, you know what? Maybe they setting up the um sword. Now, people don't know sword is a acronym, just like shield. It, they do intergalactic protection of the earth. They do a lot of things out in space. That was Nick Fury was <laughs> Nick Fury was like up in space with the scrolls. And I'm thinking they might go that route. It might play a part in the new Captain Marvel movie too, or something like that. Or, or it could. Or Guardians or of the Galaxy. Or Eternals. Or Eternals too. Or the Guardians. Who knows? But you think we'll get a uh, Abigail Brand. Well, they got the rights back to the X Men, so she was the X Men character. Yeah, she's the head of Sword, right? Right, she's the head of Sword. So, like you said, yeah. you had Nick Fury on Earth and Shield with Shield, and you had her with Sword. So who yeah. knows? I mean, they got the rights with the X Men and Fantastic Four, so they could probably do it. I don't see no they wouldn't do it. That's my take on it. Do you think that this at all makes Secret Invasion something they visit down the road, or do you think that this is just them just further developing the scrolls in the MCU? Are they hinting at Secret Invasion? Or? I, this is just my my opinion. I'm that's not even a theory. Is that they gonna do some form of form some kind of form of secret invasion i think it's not gonna be the way we read it it's gonna be something yeah. totally different we might get the creed or scroll war on earth who knows because no the creeds are some bastards man they some they some assholes man i just don't know if we'll get the creed scroll war i just feel like the next avengers movie will be cosmic yeah we, we spent so much cosmic stuff with infinity war and endgame which was awesome you know but I don't know. That's just my feeling. I could be completely like off base with that, but yeah, that would be cool to see some secret invasion stuff. You got to figure that this next phase of movies, we've talked about it before, but you got the Eternals, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, probably Captain Marvel 2, Doctor Strange, Black Panther 2, Black Panther 2. So they say they got, they got six dates. So that's six dates. You got to keep in mind though, that's the dates Disney has. Sony has other dates, so one of those could be a Spider-Man three. 
It could we be. definitely could get seven Marvel movies within the next like five or six years. Right. And right. I just wonder if they will cap off those with like another Avengers movie. But you can't you gotta remember yeah. this also to sorry to cut you off, you gotta remember also what might play a part in them going forward is the Disney Plus streaming service with the T V yeah. shows too. So they are part of the MCU. And Kevin Feige said that that hey what we're doing over here is part of the grand MCU, so it's part of continuity. So who knows? They might put something in. Man, that's a lot of money, dude, just thinking about it, making no TV shows, man. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Like, I'm getting it. I'm going to pay for the whole year up front, but is it really going to count in the MCU the way they're saying it is? I know they're saying I, that I believe now. it is. I believe it is. They're not going to do the way they did the Netflix series. Or Agents of Shield, how oh well, the Agents of Shield is part of the Marvel Universe, but nah, I think Kevin Feige, he's over that those TV shows. So I mean, come on, man. I mean, to it's, me, if they were gonna do it, like I, Captain Amer- Captain America, which Falcon is Captain America now, but Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, and we have what else? Or the I know we have the Loki. animated What If Loki. Loki. Okay, like these are all fun tales, and if they make Falcon Captain America, this will completely just get rid of everything I'm about to say. But if you really want Disney Plus to like, oh, they're having Hawkeye too. Right. If you really want Disney Plus to really count and be a thing, I think you have to put an A-list team or A-list character and give them their own series. Now, if it is a Captain America series, even though it's Falcon and you know Sam being Cat, but that w- that's an A list character. So if that is Cat, then yeah, that works for me. But did you read the article that he signed a 10, 10, 10 year, no, ten something uh, contract now? Anthony Mackie. Is that an extension or is that counting the movies he's that's, already? I think that's an extension. An extension, I believe. <laughs> wow. Why, who wouldn't? Come on, who wouldn't do it? That shows me shows tells me, excuse me, that he's gonna be Captain America in the MCU for a long time moving forward, which is fine by me. But if they did something like say, look, the X Men, we're gonna make that a TV show, and we're gonna develop the which they would never do. By the way, I'm not saying they're gonna do this, but if they took like the Fan Four, the X Men, or some A list of A list character and put it on Disney Plus, to me, that would be like, okay, this is something different. But, like, Loki, his stories in the MCU, they're going to be fun on Disney Plus, but his main big stories, they're done. You yeah. and I both know that. Yeah, they're done, man. This is something like an alternate timeline thing, because he, he died in Infinity War, so this is a different Loki from a different timeline, I believe. But yeah. Me saying that is I'm I'm, I'm going off track here. We we talk about Spider Man, but I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, no, we, 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 we good. We good. We good. We good. We good. We good. You know, it's my podcast, man. You know, we 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 got a thing going on. But my thing is with Spider Man, like I said for um the end credits, going back to the scrolls, man, is that that is going to be ramifications of of that end credit throughout the MCU. Really, do you think so? Well, how long do you think Nick Fury's been a scroll? And that's the thing, if he was a scroll or not, that's the thing. Maybe he's not one. Maybe he, maybe that Nick Fury that was Nick Fury that was on that ship was been there for five or six movies after Winter Soldier. Who knows? What if he's been what if he's been there since Captain Marvel? Maybe from the nineties. And all the, I doubt that. I, I don't like, think so, man. I heard an interview with John Watts where he said that as far as he knows 
that Talos has only been Nick Fury just for this movie. Right. And everything else has been the real Nick Fury. So that would make sense. But uh, repeat that last question to me, Amos. Oh, the future ramifications that the scrolls will have. Right. I mean, they're going to do something big with them. I don't know if that's Avengers like movie level big, but at least Captain Marvel 2 level big. Yeah, what if the Galactus is coming? I, I don't know. If no, I'm just joking Galactus, on that. that would... I'm joking on that, man, because I don't want to see no Galactus, dude. I really don't. I, I really not right now. I don't. I mean, no. Mm-mm. But anyway, um, with the movie the way it's doing right now, I guess it's, it's number one right now, right? Well, they ain't made like forty million dollars just on Tuesday. I what? haven't kept. Yeah, I haven't kept up with it like since like the box office since then. But I'll look on box office mojo i'll tell you one thing i really like about these spider-man movies amos uh-huh. is the chemistry that zendaya and uh tom holland tom holland have i know this is a different take on mary jane but man they are that it works for me it, like, it works for me too i, I mean think I they have a better chemistry than kirsten dunce and toby mcguire had they don't have as good a chemistry as Andrew Garfield and Emma uh, Emma Stone, but those two were dating in real life, right? You know, so, so but, obviously they're gonna have that. So, so speaking of chemistry, I also like the chemistry that he has with Ned. Um, what's the guy who played Ned? For, um, Ned. I don't know his name, but it's the, he's a ripoff of that of Genki. <laughs> yes, he is. Which we all know from the Ultimate Universe, right? But I think that was pretty cool, man, to have a friend like that because. I like the dynamics too. I mean, even even they played on the Betty Bryant, uh, Betty Bryant um, yeah. relationship with Ned, which in the in the book they actually got married. And, and I so just, he play, does he play Ned Leeds? That's Ned Leeds, yeah. Ned Leeds is yeah. Who becomes the Hobgoblin? Right, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine this Ned is the Hobgoblin? Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, so they got this movie's made 150 million worldwide so far, and today's today's Friday, so we're not even into the weekend yet. Wow, you think gonna get about close to 200? Oh yeah, it'll definitely be two over 200 million worldwide by the end of the weekend. Now yeah. that's worldwide. Domestically, this is just as of Tuesday because it says as of July 2nd, it's made 39.2 million. That was on Tuesday, so we don't have numbers from. Oh damn! Wednesday, well, Thursday, oh, Friday. Oh, today going to be today too. Damn. Yeah. Well, they probably were not tracking it because it was Fourth of July holiday. A lot of people were off. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's going to do well, man. You know, it's it's no fatigue here at all, none whatsoever. No fatigue. Let me ask you this: Do you think we'll ever get Gwen Stacy in this version? Spider Man. Like, what if they killed off? Mary... What if they killed off Mary Jane and then bring in Gwen Stacy like later on? I don't think so, man. I don't think they would. I don't either. think they would do that. That would be a unique twist on the Spider-Man. Mythos. Maybe they get they, they break up and he see Gwen and get out and start you know dating whatever. They could do that. I could see that, but don't kill off the Zendaya. Wrote, I mean, characters of Mary Jane. I me mean, MJ. Nah, she's too good. And she's yeah. young and she's just gonna. She's got that new HBO show coming out. Euphoria. Yeah, I think that's just going to make her even bigger. Because, like, going in the homecoming, the only thing I knew about her was she was a Disney Channel star. Right, right, and, right. And, uh, like, but so was, so, like, Miley Cyrus and Ariana Grande and all them. Uh, yeah, I got to know. Demi Lovato. Yeah. I think those all came from Disney Channel. 
Right, and she's working for Marvel and Disney now. Yo, yeah. another question, man, and I'm going to um, probably end it pretty soon, is that... That's good, because um, Harper's waking up. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you think of... What did you think about Peter using his... Um, sign, you being the, the genius in certain moments in the movie? Uh, you talking about whenever he, like, made that suit, or, like, is there... The, a as far as talking, like, even when he talking about the multiverse, yo, so-and-so, that, like, see, that's the Peter Parker that... You we know as reading in a book that he's he's a genius, man. You know what? I was watching um, Mojo dot com like I always do the top ten, right? Yeah. They ranked him as one of the top ten smartest men, smartest characters in the book, which is about Who? he is. The and then Moon Girl was number one. Yeah, the Moon Girl was like up there in the top somewhere. But yeah, but Peter like Moon Girl on the Amadeus show. Yeah, um, Moon Girl right is like number two, and uh, Reed Richards is still number one. I'll read number one. Yeah. But Peter Parker's up there, though. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, like you, you made a good point. I'm still in this line from you. He's a genius who never applies it. Never. To me, what really summarizes that is what Alfred Molina's Doc Ock says to him in Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. You're brilliant, but lazy. Right. And we know he's not really lazy. It just appears that way because he's so torn between being Peter Parker and, Spider-Man. and being Spider-Man. I think they do it well. To me, in the Andrew Garfield movies, he's like comes across as too smart. Right. Like he solves that formula. Because I rewatched all the Spider-Man movies going into. Look this. at you! Look at I you! I rewatched everyone, including Venom and Spider-Man Three. But he, uh, uh, Venom. Ugh. There's this formula in Amazing Spider-Man, the 2012 movie, where they've been try- his dad and the Kurt Connors have been trying to solve this formula for like over a decade. And right. he just writes it down on a piece of notebook paper and solves it. To me, that's like ridiculous. Like Reeve Richards could do that, Spider Man couldn't. You know. But, but this thing, I, like I said, with Spider Man, that he applies his genius, his uh, intellect on situations that help him as Spider Man. Yeah, you know that's what, what I like to see. That's what I like to see, and I think that is. Uh, and they touched on that when Happy picked him up and he had made that suit. I'm like, okay. He actually can make the suit because in the books he made his own suits. So, I mean, I kind of, I kind of dig that man. I really um was. He made happy. his own suits with his stuff. Though. Right, it was never Tony Stark stuff. He but it's the, the Stark the, tech. But, but at the same time, he used his geniuses, I mean, his genius, as building a suit. Even though he used Tony Stark's tech, which by the way I think was still pretty awesome. That's me. Yeah. So. That's I cool. think this Spider-Man too. There's a lot as far as him being a big brain in the MCU. There's a lot of development they can do with that as he gets older and matures. Yeah, I think so uh, too. I think so too. Here's here's my question: If you had to guess, like how far out will we see the Spider-Man? Because I I'd originally heard that their plan was to basically Harry Potter the Spider-Man, grow, have him grow and become an adult. Yeah, so basically we could. My dream scenario is we get a high school trilogy, so we get one more where they're like seniors in high school. But you know what, though? They was gone five years <laughs> in the oh, MCU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's that whole blip thing. But then we could do like three a, a trilogy of him in college and then an adult Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, I could see that, man. If they could do that, that would be impressive. Never say never with Marvel, though. That's what we've learned. Yeah, because they've done some things that people thought would never do. You know, I totally yeah, so you agree. Think we'll see him for Spider-Man as uh, for a long time. We'll see him as Spider-Man. Maybe, you know, for another five movies. 
I think, about four or five movies. All right, let me ask you this. Do you think they'll ever... Because you know that Spider-Man, they, Marvel and or Disney and Sony had a six-year... A six-film deal, excuse me, with Spider-Man. So they've done five only, so far. There's only one left, right? So you either use that, bringing him into an Avengers movie, or doing, like, another Spider-Man movie. I'm assuming they'll do, like, a Spider-Man 3. I think they'll do a Spider-Man 3. And maybe Let, if it does well, I think they'll do some negotiation like the, like the day before and say, look here, this, this actor playing Spider-Man and Peter Parker, he's done great. It would be stupid for us not to sign him to another three or four movie deal. You know you what I'm saying? to tell you what I think is going to happen. I want you to save this and play it back if this happens oh, like five okay. or six years from now. All right. You're I making mean, a theory. Yeah. You're making a prediction. Okay. Well, everybody, want you yeah. pay attention now. Pay attention. All right. This is my prediction. I think they're going to do Spider-Man 3, and they'll have somebody like Craven or somebody in there, or Chameleon, and it'll be great. But then I think when they go to renegotiate, they'll say, all right, Sony will say this to Marvel because Sony, the balls in their core, they own the character as far as the film rights. They say to Marvel and Disney, we will give you six more movies with Spider-Man because this has been a great success, right? All they do is sit back and make money because Disney makes these movies. Right. Um, but you got to agree to one thing. You got to allow our Venom, Tom Hardy, to cross over into your Spider-Man movie franchise or allow spider-man to come into one of these venom movies your spider-man to face art because they are making a killing off of venom which is venom, not a way not a good movie that's the thing it's not a great movie but venom 2 is gonna be you know carnage cletus cassidy woody harrelson is already announced ugh, that's awful dude that's, they won't they won't spider-man i guarantee you to confront the tom hardy venom at some point and if you're Marvel, wouldn't you do that rather than lose this character altogether? I would be like Marvel to introduce Venom because I want Venom and Spider-Man to meet. I, I mean, I really want so, that in there. Even if it's the Tom Hardy Venom, might have to bite the bullet, maybe. But you know, if yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to bite the bullet. And I do think that's one thing. So, so that's my prediction: is they'll find a way to bring Venom into the MCU or. That Spider-Man over to a Venom movie, that Spider-Man me and Tom Holland, and that would be kind of the deal that allows Spider-Man to be in the MCU for like six more movies. All right, everybody, you heard Brad, right? Brad from the Confront Epic Podcast, he said. Yeah. This is prediction. Yeah, so put that on put that on record. And uh, I, to me, I kind of want to see that. I know I'm in the minority, but Tom Hardy is pretty good as Eddie Brock, dude. It's it's batshit crazy. <laughs> you mean but he, he he gives it his all. Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. And Venom. You okay. know, the, in the Venom movies, you wouldn't want to see that. Come on, Amos. You know you would. Yeah, but. man, I see it, man. You know, I I pay the um nothing for it. I just wait till it come out on Blu-ray DVD. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I go see it. <laughs> I'm joking. I go see it. <laughs> Yeah, I rewatched Venom and it was I give it like a three out of five, man. Nah, two point five. Yeah. Yeah, 2.5. All right, Brad. Now I'm I'm gonna give you a rating. It's gonna be one the rating is one through five. Or say one finger to five fingers. You know, a four finger all five finger form of fist, right? Yeah. So how many fingers would you give it? Uh make a total I gave fist. it four and a half. Oh, you son of a gun. 
Four and a half. I don't quite give it so, a, a so, five. So so I'll get I give it a four and a half. Now you half of a damn not a half of a fist. Well, I can't. You know what? All right, I'm gonna give like, it a five, man. Like a nub. Right, yeah, it's a nub. Five. Yeah, you give me a nub. My nub. Now we gotta be sensitive to our people out there who've lost the end of their finger because my dad actually lost the end of his index finger okay, last year. Was... <laughs> so uh, no, I give it four and a half. To me, it is the third best Spider-Man movie. To me, there's three truly great Spider-Man movies. There's Spider-Man Two, the Sam Raimi yeah, one. Told there's me. In, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, and there's that's right. This this one, Far From Home. Like those three are the three greatest. I don't think this is as good as Into the Spider-Verse or Spider-Man 2. Like, uh, to, to me, if you were ranking Spider-Man movies, you would either have Into the Spider-Verse as 1A and Spider-Man 2 as 1B or vice versa, Spider-Man 2, 1A, Into the Spider-Verse, 1B. Into the Spider-Verse gets better every single time you watch it, and my daughter loves that movie. Yeah, you know what? Into the Spider Verse is up there, man. I, I put that at number one because, because like we we are very invested as reading the books because we read the books into the Spider Verse, right? And I saw the movie. I'm like, damn, this is t- this is amazing. It's so, got a great soundtrack. Yes, it does. Well, yeah, it does. It does. But for me, man, I'm giving it a rating, man. I'm gonna give it a four fists, man. I'm gonna give it five fingers. I'm gonna give it a knockout. Okay, how about that? So, if we were on my podcast, you would be given a confirmed epic. A confirmed epic, yes, sir. Wow. I hadn't heard anybody give it, like, five stars yet. Yeah, you know, I think the reason for me is that after watching Infinity War and Endgame and this right here, and the way they did Mysterio, they did it very a proper way. And the, the interaction that Peter Parker had with all his, I mean, with... um with Mary Jane, uh, MJ, and the, the, the problems he had, he was torn... That just reminds me of how why I like Spider Man. Why I love Spider Man as a character, man. Cause, yeah. And and they 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 made they 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 touched on that in this in this movie, man. You know, and 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 earlier in this um, movies like Homecoming, they really touched nothing on that. He was still fresh. He still had Tony Stark involved in his life. Now as Tony Stark is dead and gone, Peter Parker doesn't have that person to, to depend on, and now. He's got his Aunt May and stuff like that, but he's well, just, he's got Happy Hogan. He got Happy Hogan, which Happy Hogan missed Tony Stark also, but Happy Hogan and uh, Aunt May is somewhat together. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think I give it a, a, a knockout, man. Four, four fists, man. Five fingers, man. And, All right, uh, I want to ask you one more question before we get off here. What's that? We're as far as like on screen Spider-Man villains, like it doesn't matter if it's the Raimi movies, it doesn't matter if it's the Amazing Spider-Man or the Tom Holland movies so far. Like, where would you rank Mysterio? Oh man, as far as the villains, okay. Like any, he's uh, up there with Doc Ock. Yeah, he's up there with Doc Ock. Me too. Like, I would say if you were ranking the villains, man, it's probably like Doc Ock from Spider-Man Two, and then. Mysteria. Then the Vulture. And then the Vulture, then probably like Defoe's Green Goblin. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to count the Prowler in there. No. Nah. He's kind of not really a villain. I, I have a hard time. Like, the, to me, the main villain in Into the Spider Verse is Kingpin. Kingpin, right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't care so. much for Kingpin. I mean, well, he was a good villain, but you're right. It's, you know, Mysterio, Mysterio is up there. Yeah. Yeah, he is up there, and, like, Molina's Doc Ock is, like, one of my favorite on-screen villains of all time, and you know why? 
Because with every good Spider-Man, Spider-Man has the second best group of villains Next behind to Batman. Batman yep. Right? Yep. And what makes Spider-Man's villains a lot of times different from Batman is not just that they're great villains that can almost stand alone, but there's always something with them that are connected to Peter Parker as yes, well I, as Spider-Man. Right. I agree. Like Kurt Connors with the lizard, like Peter was one of his students in the comics and all, and we could go on and on and on, right? Right. But in Spider-Man 2, they build up that relationship as far as him doing the research paper on Doc Ock, right? And then they play on that relationship the whole time until right. the end of the movie. I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it. And they do the same thing with Hall's Mysterio here. He builds a father-like relationship. or Not a father. No, like, just a friend, as a, as a friend. Kind of like a big brother. Right. Right. You know, that friend that you, I don't have an older brother, but I have a friend who was kind of like a seven years older than me. And he was like a, not a father figure, but like a big brother to me. Right. He always had questions about anything. He would answer them and whatnot, needed advice, stuff you wouldn't want to ask your parents, but you would, would ask somebody older than you. Who's and, yeah, a friend. And, and then Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio filled that void for Peter. You know what I'm saying? Because Peter never had a bigger brother like that. You're right. Which is heartbreaking. When they have to come to heads at the end, and even Jake Gyllenhaal says, "Now we're going to have to kill Peter Parker, and that sucks." He doesn't want to kill him. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. I mean, his motivation is all about himself and fame. He doesn't want to kill Spider Man until the end when Spider Man pisses him off. Yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah, I agree. We're on the same page with that man. I love this movie. Like, it's in my top two or three movies so far, of 2019. Yeah, we got that's another story within itself, man. It's it been, yeah, some, it been yeah. some bombs this this so far this year, awful. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Brad, it's always a pleasure, man. You have you on my podcast, man. We could go all day long <laughs> on this yeah, podcast, especially with Spider Man, Spider Man, right? So how can people um touch get in touch with you on your social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Real Brad Bell, the R E E L Brad Bell. Of course, find my podcast at the Epic Review, thepicreview.com, and Geeks Worldwide, dgww.com. That's the Conferred Epic Podcast. Amos, I got two episodes up in the past couple weeks of just me doing it, and I have my Spider Man review where I'm in the car. Right. It's kind of rough around the edges, but it's my thoughts on it, kind of pretty much what I said on here. So I won't be podcasting next week because we'll be at the beach, but I hope to get back to it. I hope to have you on my show sometime before summer's out. I always, man. You know I'm available. Just, you know, hit me up. And people can catch me on all my social media at com, Instagram, the same name, Twitter, and everything like that. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being an Amos.